you're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 160, where we will be discussing chapter 10 of City of Fallen Angels, 232 Riverside Drive. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. I know that was such a specific title. And then as I'm reading yeah. the chapter, I'm like, all right, okay, I guess, I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> But still, I was just like, why is it an address? I don't understand. Yeah. <sighs> How's it going? It's going. I was just yep. telling the ladies, and I suppose I'll tell everybody else, because <laughs> when this comes out, he'll be back. Um, but my husband just left for a work trip, and he like didn't leave until like 10 o'clock, and it kind of like messed up my flow of my day because mm-hmm. my husband leaves the house at like 6.45 every day. And so I have my mornings and I was just like, bro. <laughs> Time to go. Do you need a ride? I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. Mine left super early this morning. He had to drive down to Roseburg. Mm. Roseburg, tear down an event and then drive back. No Pass. thanks. Pass. Hard pass. It's a hard pass. Although he doesn't have to drive, so at least he gets to just like do stuff. That's cool. Or sleep, which he hopefully won't do. he doesn't get like he can use his phone and not get sick. Car sick. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing new glasses today. Yeah, I needed a break from my other ones. Okay. Mm. Are they too heavy? The other ones? No, they're very light. I just um, the lenses are scratched permanently now. Mm. Ah. And it is giving me a headache. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awful. And they're very, very cute. They so... are. You get so many compliments. I mean, they mm-hmm. are adorable, but it is insane to me how many people notice glasses. I think it's so cool. Well, I think the best part about it is I got them and um, my husband told me how ugly they were and they were like granny glasses and they were like, those are so <laughs> awful. You can't believe you're going to wear them. And then every time I go out anywhere, I get a compliment on them. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to Proof. be a dick? <laughs> dick? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of these. I thought I would like them, and I really don't. But they look very. I don't have a headache, so. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm thinking about getting blue blockers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping maybe they would also help me sometimes at night with you know those really bright headlights. Because although I'm 36, I have the eyes of a 75 year old, and I can't drive at night because astigmatism. Yep. Uh Yeah. Because it looks so, like I, a laser show. <laughs> they have, like, the actual driving glasses, like the night ones, like they're, like, really yellow, right? Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. what Jorge wears every day. And he, I asked him about them. He said they work really well. They're like shooter um, glasses. Computer. But I just don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Who's going to see me? I'm already driving a minivan. What, uh-huh. Like, what could be, wor- you know? You could get them, like, so they look like um, the guys from Sons of Anarchy. They used to wear them. I mean, if, if they're cool okay. uh-huh. yeah. on Ron Perlman, they'll be yeah. cool on you. <laughs> right, for shizzle. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, I knew there was something that I was like, I should talk about that, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll remember, because I had a plan should- of being more interesting. Should we talk about my shame that I shared with you? My box of shame? Yes. 
<laughs> you guys, I started reading Harry Potter fan fiction. TikTok made me do it. Is it? It's is it the Devil's thing? app. I told you what. I don't understand it though. Like, why is that a bad thing? Um, no, it's more of like I gave in to something that I knew I would fall into, <laughs> and <laughs> it's a bottomless pit. Got it. There is. I bet there's I, so I, much. I will say, as an adult and as a millennial, the, the fact. There is some shame attributed to it, but I think the shame is part of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's part of why I like it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So I've read like uh, almost, I don't want to tell you, I've read almost 500,000 words of Draconi fan fiction in the last three days. The best part is you, like, you have to actually read it. You have to be actively, like, sitting with your phone or on your computer or whatever, uh-huh. like, yes. reading. Yes. And it's not even, like, the Kindle where you can swipe, I'm assuming, right? No, it's You're a scroll. scrolling up. Yeah. Until you finish the chapter and then you click next chapter. But the thing is, is when you first start the fic, you can see how many words it is and how many chapters are it is or whatever, which I don't pay attention to and forget. And so you don't know when it's going to stop. Like the one I'm reading right now is like 460,000 words. Like it's like the size of like a Cassandra Clare book. That is insane. But like even more, like I don't even think her shit. I I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Tell me because obviously I don't understand it because I am not a nerd. Um, (laughs) Yes. This is people just doing basically it's like spin-offs in their own heads. Yeah, so so fan fiction is like it's just like, you know, you're using the characters or the setting or whatever. And so this specific like going down the rabbit hole Draconi fan fiction is like obviously the whole point is Draco and Hermione, right? Okay. That's, like, the whatever. And so, like, the one I'm reading right now, like, is nine years into the war. Like, Voldemort was never killed. And, like, there's all this, like, she gets captured and Draco's her captor. And it's, like, a whole thing. Um, oh, okay. Can you share who wrote it? Like, can you can you give him a little shout out? Oh, fuck. I gotta find it. Hold on. <laughs> it's, like, it's so hard. <laughs> um, it's a really popular one for this specific... Uh, thing it's on AO3. I've never read fanfic before dude oh I love I... how TikTok works like <laughs> you found that I, not mm. me it's just crazy so the one I'm reading right now is Secrets and Masks by uh, Emerald Slytherin um on AO3 but it's, how it's lucky a is Emerald one. to have that last name I mean that's just <laughs> that just worked out so well. <laughs> That's totally how it works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, but the first one I started with was because of a very specific TikTok. This lady was like, I can't believe I've done this. And it, I think it, the, the shame appealed. I was like, okay, <laughs> I see it. I'm she's not like, alone. I, she's like, I'm reading this. Da, da, da. And so I started reading it and it was like, 
even crazy. Like, it's not just Harry Potter fanfic. It's not dra just Draconi fanfic. It's Omegaverse Draconi fanfic. And that was, like, my jump into it. <laughs> no idea what you just said <laughs> be glad, <laughs> be glad. <laughs> oh that's great i guarantee you there is a crossover somewhere even if it's just one listener there is a crossover somewhere someone knows what i'm talking about i'm sure i'm sure you're right absolutely yeah <sighs> that's great <sighs> yeah you guys did this to me you made me Dude, get TikTok. We did. Yeah. It mm -hmm. is amazing. It's good stuff. Yeah. Did you remember what you were going to say, Amanda? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> Damn it. It was just some stupid story I was going to share, I'm sure. So not a big deal. All right. Does anyone have anything else? Oh, I do remember. And it is not at all important. And I don't Tell know why us. I thought I needed to share this. So over the weekend... Um, obviously, not obviously, my husband is a big golfer. He loves, mm -hmm. he loves the golf. And, um, so we went to a golf show, like a event thing this weekend where they sell golf clubs and you like get pitched different things like timeshares and crap. Mm. So he's been looking for this, one of his favorite clubs broke. And so he's been shopping for one for like the last three months. And they have like 30 to 50% off at this thing, whatever. So we went and I just walked around with the kids and let him shop. I just wanted him to be able to do it. He wanted us to go because we got free rounds of golf for being there from different oh, okay. places. So he wanted us to go with him so we could get these free ones. Anyway. <laughs> he wanted so to use just, our children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a free kids club. I mean, the kids do play golf in the it. house because, of course, he's a golfer. So they right. have their little plastic clubs. But... Anyway, so we go there and I, it's, it's literal hell for me. People are trying mm. to pull me over and they're trying to talk to me and sell me stuff. And I'm just like, this is not my jam. And I keep trying to go like hide in a corner until he's mm. ready and just hang out with my kids. But Lincoln's really into it because there's bright lights and he wants to go look mm -hmm. around and see what there is. And it, we get in the car and we're finally leaving. And I'm like, dude, is that what, that's your job. Like you're mm. one of these vendors all the time. And he's like, yeah, that, this is what I do. And I'm like, it's awful. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. It, somebody tried to sell me a timeshare. I don't want that. Why did you make my kid spin this wheel to get me to talk to you about a time? Oh, my God. It was just anyway, that is all. I just felt so bad for my husband. That is where he always is. And he's into it. It's his jam. That's his it's element. Like the third level of of hell. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> it's bad. It's like this weird twisted enemies to lovers like <laughs> <laughs> You're the thing I hate most. We were literally there for like 50 minutes. I couldn't take it. We had to leave as soon as he got his club. It was awful. We got in the car because we got there right at 10 because that's how you got the free club or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get in the car and it was like 1052 or something like that. And I was like, dude, yes, get out of here. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. That was kind of lame, but. No, I love it. That was that's it. funny. Whew, <laughs> it made me laugh. It's a good way to start out an episode when we're laughing. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworlder Dish. 
Long before Miley declared to the world that she could buy herself flowers, there was a wave of early aughts toxic masculinity that proclaimed to the world to, to be in love was to be in conflict. Between Britney's toxic and Bella and Edward, there was Clace, and we joined them in what could be considered a contender for one of their top five Are You Fucking Kidding Me fights. <laughs> We really did the one-two last week, and I have a lot of ranting later, so let me just say, they're outside soaking in the New York City downpour, arguing about why Jace was being so aloof, and instead of communicating, you know, with words, and what's been plaguing his dreaming hours, he tells Clary about his insane Operation Protect Biffle that he's been executing, and then they start just, like, pawing at each other. So weird. They're, it's very weird. Uh yeah, anyway, they're Sorry. broken up by Izzy looking for Simon, and the moment is shattered with Jace and Clary parting ways. Speaking of Simon, we find him holding a limp Maureen. Um, Kyle breaks them apart, scolding Simon and telling him to go wait in the car. <laughs> Simon is all hyped up like he's on bath salts, seeing the world through his new human blood-ingested eyes. When he's stopped by the woman from the club giving him her card, saying that she's a talent agent wanting to work with the band... Once Simon reaches the van, Izzy's waiting for him and asks him if he wants to go somewhere else. When from down the street, who should his surprise is sauntering up? It's girlfriend number two, Maya. And I said number two because I feel like he was dating Izzy first, not because she's any... Well, and it's not a ranking system. She came into the scene second. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a ranking. It's just mm-hmm. a fact. Okay. The girls quickly realize that they've been played by Simon two-timing Lewis, and they ban against him and his douchery. The scolding doesn't last long because as soon as Maya gets a look at Kyle, she leaps onto him. Claws out. Rawr. I'm so excited to get to know Kyle a little bit more because I like him. Obviously, I'm not supposed to like him because he ruined Maya's life, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, What do you do? Fuck mothers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How is that an insult? I always imagine it being like, you're fucking over my mom, not like fucking my mom. I don't know if that. Oh, I always thought of it like, I'm going to go fuck your mom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But what if you call somebody like you're being like, you're a motherfucker? Yeah. I think you're right. It's you're, maybe to be you like fuck your own mother. Over. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't, I don't think that's it. Calm down, Cassie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like what would be an insult to the other person. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm calling someone a motherfucker, my call it saying you're fucking your mother. Like, is that the I, insult? To me, it's like you're like a buddy fucker. Like, okay, uh huh, uh huh. Like you're fucking me over. You know. Mm. I don't know if that's actually the case or not. Uh-huh. Okay, I guess we could research it, right? Yeah. <laughs> With the, the etymology of motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> that's All like, right. Um, there was this TikTok that I... Next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was this Homework. TikTok that I saw that was like... I don't... Maybe one of you sent it to me, but basically being called woke is not an insult, right? right. And my <laughs> husband said it to me the other night, and I was like... Are you trying to insult me? Because I feel really good about myself right now. Because you're calling me <laughs> And then he was speechless and we got to move on instead of him just being, you know, stupid. <laughs> That's a golf club. That's the golf club. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. 
<sighs> oh my gosh, you guys. Things are just getting worse. This this chapter, things it's just going to continue to go downhill. All right? Yes. <laughs> We've reached that point in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon is having a very bad no good day, obviously. <laughs> he's still he's sitting shell-shocked uh on Kyle's couch, uh running through the horrors of his first bloodletting and the subsequent <laughs> aftermath. Um, so things went from bad to worse when Maya attacked Kyle, uh, slicing and dicing with her claws. Um, while he stood there and just like took it, uh, might be a passive, like he might be a pacifist, but like, I feel like that's next level. I feel Mm -hmm. like he deserved it and he knows it. So yeah, as you should. So Izzy had stepped in, uh, preventing what was sure to be a bloodbath, seeing as Kyle made absolutely no move to stop or, like, get away from Maya's attacks. And Simon knew why, because as soon as Maya called Kyle Jordan, he was like, ding, ding, mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, he remembers Maya telling him the story of how she was turned and viciously attacked by her psychotic ex-boyfriend and left to deal with the consequences on her of her new existence on her own. Um, so he's like, oh, yeah, fuck you in particular. Um, <laughs> when Simon tried to help, Izzy ordered him to leave and take his new guard dog with him. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, I don't know what's going on here, but, like, you're not helping, and he's definitely not helping, so. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Izzy is such an oldest daughter, it's not even funny. She's like, take control and make it happen. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Kyle was ready to let uh, Maya flay him alive, and if it made her feel any better. Uh, but since he's a person slash wolf, the worst of his injuries had already started to knit themselves back together by the time Simon had hauled his sorry ass to the car. And I like that that like when it's described that like Simon like quite literally just like manhandled him. I love that Simon is a vampire, and now he can do that. Like that uh-huh. makes me happy because. Old Simon would have never. <laughs> Old Simon wouldn't have been in that position in the first place because mm. Izzy would not have been there. Mm-hmm. True. Neither would Maya. Maybe Maya. Maybe Maya. I think she was just yeah. using him for his switch anyway. Or whatever. <laughs> it just kind of seemed like it. She was using him for his gaming systems. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <clears throat> so Kyle broke the silent, the awkward silence in the car on the raid home by uh, ass- assuring Simon that Maureen was fine. He put her in a cab before coming to find him and get attacked by Maya. Um, so thankfully she hadn't lost too much blood, which Kyle attributed to Simon's virgin bloodlust. He's like, you, know, you don't really know how to do it yet. <laughs> like, you suck at sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to suck. And uh, she didn't remember what happened, so crisis averted. Uh, but it just Simon, seems like... What? No. No. What? Too How easy? How old is she? Putting a 14-year-old alone in a cab? Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I mean... And how did he, like... How was, how was he able to get... Like, if she's so out of it, did she know her address? Where did he tell the cab mm-hmm. to take her? It's not like she has ID. What is right. going on? He said that, like, she was embarrassed because she thought she had fainted in front of him. So, like, I think she okay. just didn't remember what happened, but, like, she was okay now. Because he said she didn't too. lose too much blood. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. So she's awake, and he's just like, here, let me help you. There must have been some, there must be some, like, residual, like, vampire glamour bullshit that, like, because it, like, it calms them down, so they're not, like, losing their shit. Oh, right, right, right. And so there has to be some sort of, like, dreamy, like, come down. (laughs) Okay. I'll take it. So, like, uh, she's got, like, some real good weed, cigar weed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I figure if she's okay, yes, she's 14, but she's also alone at some club in the middle of the night in New York. It's fair. So putting in her, her in a cab is probably the safest instead like of trusting parents. her on the subway or something. Yeah. yeah I, well, exactly. that's why I Where figured her, her parents her? would be there to pick her up after. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Those are city kids. These are suburban. We're suburban moms. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I have a thing. I don't think that. Um, never mind. Let's. This might be too much. Move on. Okay, it's fine. Okay, so um. Oh, so Simon directed the conversation to the new crisis, uh, in which uh he was roommates with his recently ex girlfriend's abusive ex boyfriend. <laughs> a bit complicated. <laughs> And Kyle's response was to confirm his true identity. Jordan Kyle. <laughs> so not like Cher. <sighs> and just like say that Maya had every right to kill him and he wouldn't have stopped her. Like, yeah. What what Amanda said, basically. Like, he's like, yeah, I, mean, I deserve I, to die. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've talked about this before for some reason. Maybe it was when mm-hmm. I was reading the book. But... Before he confirms that his name is Jordan Kyle, somehow Simon figured it out that Kyle must be his last name. What? What? That's stupid. Yes, that's the case. But how would you figure that out? Like, that was that was a dumb thing to have added. Huh. I, I think. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. This, yeah. Just something like. My friends. Huh? This is a tale. A cautionary tale, if you will, of what could happen if you name your kid two first names. Yeah. <laughs> What happens if your last name is a first name? Do you go with a last name as a first name? Like, your first name is now Smith? Look, here's the deal. If you're, like, if his last name's Kyle, then he needs to have a first name that's, like, nowhere near a weird sounding, like, plain Jane name is what I'm saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, something different. So it's good. Okay. (laughs) Like, like Kyle is a very white male name. So is Jordan. I don't know. Like, I, you just, you got to do something a little different. That's mm-hmm. what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, I love, but yeah, I, I love that he's like, oh, this is the perfect. I just started going by my last name because I didn't want to go by my first name. That's so weird. <laughs> it's also weird that his first name is Jordan and not, like, I, I, I feel like Kyle would be his first name and Jordan would be his last name. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, like, I've Michael never Jordan. met anybody with the last name Kyle, but I've met lots of people with the last name Jordan. Yeah. I've also met people with first name Jordan, so I don't know. <laughs> I just haven't come across to Kyle yet as a last name. Uh, his name is too bland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> His name is clearly fictitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. oh my gosh. Um. 
So Maya had every right to kill him. Like, they have this, like, weird, very brief, awkward exchange in the car. And then, I guess because they're heteronormative dudes, uh, they just stop talking. Which I'm <laughs> assuming was so they wouldn't murder each other. I feel like there was just, like, a lot of an- animosity happening. Okay. And, like, it was probably best for them to, like, just reboot. Like, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> <laughs> it's overheating. Yeah. <laughs> so they still didn't speak when they got home. Simon locked himself in his room and proceeded to pack his backpack, I guess. He said his bag, but I'm like, you ain't got shit. Right. Um, so he started packing all of his shit, which took a total of like, I don't know, I'm guessing 25 seconds. Um, and then he realized, oh shit, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. So he's like, uh, all right. So he puts his bag down and goes out and sits in the living room. (laughs) It's too early to call Clary. Like, she was reuniting with Jace, and he wouldn't want to interrupt any hanky-panky. Because that would be (laughs) awkward. Uh, So Simon sat in the living room, intent on brooding all night. And it's just, like, really nice to see Jace's influence only took, like, a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No sleep, brooding by the window, absolutely. Uh, but Jordan is a, refi- a reformed bad boy, goddammit. Um, he came to talk it out man to man. He's like, uh, I thought you were going to leave. <laughs> so I guess since you didn't, I should talk to you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I wanted to give you a chance to explain yourself. But really, it's what you said. He had nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, okay. I'm like, maybe that was what you thought of after you sat down. Yeah. <laughs> so Jordan starts off telling Simon, like, whatever Maya told you is probably true. Like, I'm not going to sit here and deny it. But Simon isn't going to let him off that easy. He kind of forces him to, like, listen to his list of crimes. He's like, she told me this, and she told me this, and she told me this. <laughs> so funny. Read <laughs> the charges. It's like, yeah, it's like when your best friend fr- finally like lets you loose to like go off on her soon to be ex boyfriend or something like, and you're like, bitch, I've been waiting four and a half years for this shit. I got a list. I've been keeping it in my notes on my phone. Yeah. Every time you fuck up. Yep. <laughs> and as you say, you check off the bullet points on the notes. <laughs> on okay, that so one's done. She's like, can I screencast this as a PowerPoint? <laughs> Uh, so Jordan doesn't answer, but like his silence is confirmation enough. And he changes the subject and uh, like asks like how Maya ended up with Luke and everything. And Simon fills him in on how she found the pack and kind of like, he does kind of like dig a little bit, like twist the knife a little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, she's really fucking strong. Like for what she went through, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm going to read this part out of the book because I tried for too long to, like, put it into words and Uh I just couldn't do it. And I had a bad morning, so. (laughs) Is this why you stayed, asked Jordan, to tell me I'm a bastard? Because I already know that. I stayed, Simon said, because of what I did last night. If I found... If I found out about you yesterday, I would have left. But after what I did to Maureen, he chewed his lip. 
I thought I had control over what happened to me and I didn't. And I hurt someone who didn't deserve it. So that's why I'm staying. Because if I'm not a monster, then you're not a monster. It's very cute. It's very nice. But like. It's so Simon. Like he can't even have a backbone and leave because he's mad. He's just like, (laughs) well. I mean, I I I get what he's saying. It's not that it's wrong. It's just like wildly conveniently like I don't know it was just it's just such a beautiful little oh look you did this thing and you don't even have to really marinate in it because you know you can change like there's it just doesn't feel it's too easy I would have brought it up I feel like if Simon didn't bring it up as a talking point I probably would have brought it up though like yeah Yeah. you're sitting here like Mm -hmm. villainizing this guy but what the fuck did you just do last night right uh-huh. Like, you also attacked Maureen, so I feel like I would have, that would have been something in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad that it's in there, because it makes it seem more like a real conversation. Uh-huh. Although, no, yeah. me getting to it as a 35-year-old woman, and Simon getting there as a 17-year-old boy, kind of, well, in Simon's maturity level that yeah. he has as a character, that seems a little, like... Would you have done that? Yeah. I don't know. But I would have brought it up as a talking point. So I'm I guess if he here. was sitting there all night thinking about it, maybe mm-hmm. he would get uh-huh. there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just, I was like, okay. I Like, I get it. Yes, of course. This is, it makes sense. But, yeah. I, I did feel that Simon's anger was a little bit like, chill your horses, buddy. Mr. Uh-huh. Nice Guy. Take a breath. Because, yeah. Um, <clears throat> where are we? All the way down here. Oh, yeah. So si- Simon admits that up until he realized Kyle was Jordan, he was a cool dude and, like, in control. And so something had to have changed. So he wants to figure that out if it can help <laughs> him. <clears throat> the Praetor Lupus was, like, Simon guessed and Jordan confirmed that the Praetor Lupus was his, like, penance for what he did to Maya. And he's like, okay, like, I I need to do what I need to do and not fuck around thinking I can handle this on my own. Which is smart and great and all of those things. I just... Maybe, well, I don't know. Simon is rather wise. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I know Amanda hates it. I didn't say he, I didn't say he was smart. Okay. <laughs> but he does he does have a pretty good like perspective, I would say. As we've seen like he's he's been like the voice of reason for Clary and in certain instances and things and he can kind of see the bigger picture and he tries to kind of view things in a certain way. Um but I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what I was really saying. I lost the plot. I don't know. Simon is dumb. Everyone else is cool. Fuck you, I'm out. What, Robin, what did you just say? I was going, I was ripping off of you and then I just, the, the rope ended. Uh, Amanda was the one talking, not me. I was just saying basically, like, 
when when I talked last, it was like Simon reflecting on like, hey, like what you did was really fucked up, but I also lost control and yeah. was fucked up as well. Like I could see, like I'm saying, like I don't know if he would get there or not, but I guess like I, he does have, he was sitting up all night. Mm-hmm. He was doing that. It just seems like, I think, and maybe I read it wrong because I was reading fast, but it almost seems like the real like nail in the wood here mm-hmm. is Simon saying, oh, if, you know, if I'm not a monster, then you're not a monster. And Kyle's like, or Jordan or whatever, he's like, yeah, and you want to confirm that, like, if I can change, then you can change. Like, mm-hmm. you want to know that you could end up being yeah. like, this doesn't have to be your whole life or whatever. Yeah. That you made one mistake. I just, I was sitting here thinking about how it's crazy to me. Um, and I don't know why I feel this way. I'm just not super into why do the wolves have to be like so like their change is very very aggressive and like really high testosterone fueled and stuff and obviously like fledgling vampires are like hungry and they're crazy Mm -hmm. and like like as in like their thirst and stuff if they don't have blood to drink right away but it's almost more like a serial killer vibe instead of like an abusive partner vibe right like a and possessive sort of whatever and i just i don't know i guess because they're different strains of a demon i i know what you mean and i totally agree the weird it's just a weird like characterization Mm -hmm. that feels very like this is a metaphor for something and i'm not sure that i like it i was just it feels very racist and i don't know why (laughs) right like you can't put your finger on it but you're like ah this doesn't feel great like this doesn't feel good yeah and i it's not specifically in there but i don't feel yeah i don't feel good about it Mm -hmm. yeah well also because it's not like a it's not like one of the societal situations where it's like oh, the shadow hunters think this of warlocks or this of XYZ or whatever. And like, they're like twisted kind of like they're inferior to us because we're angels or whatever. It's not like that. This is like a actual physiological, they're more violent and all of this stuff. And you're just kind of like, what? Like, is that, does that really make sense? Like, is it like that for a long time? Because it feels like, I agree with you. It feels like Simon's turning was like, you know, he was dangerous when he was a fledgling, like right as soon as he came out of the ground and then they gave him blood and then he was fine. Uh-huh. Well, and Sorry, go ahead, Amanda. No, I just, I, I don't know if it goes away because Luke has that dungeon room that he locks himself in. So it seems like every time the moon... That's is that real or is that just a movie? I don't. I can't remember. remember. I really can't remember. I really don't I remember. I think it's just a movie either. Oh, okay. I, I feel like there. I feel like there were manacles. There were in the yes. book, but uh-huh. it wasn't explicit of what they were used uh-huh. for or why. Okay. Okay. And I just hmm. okay. Here's the thing. It seems, and I don't know if I am, as Amanda said, woking this. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if that's what it is. But it seems like it's very much like these were two poor kids from a poor neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Maya's mm-hmm. a person of color. And, of course, their story has to be about domestic abuse. And I don't like it. And yeah. that's, I think, is where the point I'm at. Like, why does it have to be Maya that has that story? 
Well, like, I think that's really valid because we have brought that up with Maya before about mm-hmm. the way she's described as, like, curvy and all that stuff. And it's just like, okay, but, like, do we have to describe every woman that is a POC as, you know, stereotypical or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, it just feels very cheap. Like, you're uh-huh. not trying to describe this person. You're describing a, you know, like a avatar for the you know, insert uh, yep. diverse there's person a, here kind of a thing. There's a character in Lady Midnight that I feel like it's just getting shoved down my throat. Just stereotypical characteristics. And I'm just like, we get it. I, uh, I don't know. Like I, said, I could be looking too much into it. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm kind of on the fence because I have a lens into, like, my, my kids are mm-hmm. mixed kids. I have a lens into it, but I can't, like, I'm very white. I can't be fully in that. So maybe I'm, I never know if I'm, because sometimes it's like I'm irritated when it wouldn't irritate somebody. Mm-hmm. That's in the situation. They're like, you're being, like, mad on my behalf and I'm not worried about it. So, mm-hmm. like, cool your jets. Or, you know, I never, I never know where to fit into it, but this just to me feels very, I guess it's one of those things that's, it's age, it's showing its age in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, maybe me saying racist isn't right. Maybe I should say classist. It feels elitist. I don't know what the mm-hmm. right, like, like I said, they're poor, they're from a bad neighborhood, you know, she's had a rough life, yep. blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, we need to do domestic violence. Right. No, yeah, like, no, even I her agree. brother, even her brother mm-hmm. is Yeah, cuz he's a psychopath and all that. Abusive. Yeah. yeah. No, I And I it agree. seems like her parents don't care. So she has parents that don't care. Mhm. It's no surprise she ran away from home. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's had this hard knock life and there's No one's come to look for her cuz she's a runaway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nobody cared. So it just seems very much like you. I agree with you. I think I think one it's a valid thing to bring up because in a liter like a literary sense of like dissecting this and asking questions and stuff. One it's a really valid question. Um but two I think you're you hit the nail on the head when you said that like it's showing its age because the way we would tell a story like Maya's now would be different than the way she's telling it in this. Like the way you would see this story, even if all of the things were still true, you know, low income, domestic violence, you know, between her her brother and her boyfriend, you know, all of this stuff, you, the way it would be portrayed, portrayed nowadays, I feel like would be with a lot more care and a lot more thought to what that means for Maya as a person and how she can personally overcome that versus... Here, it's very much treated as this is something that happened to Maya, and now we're going to worry about Jordan about it. Uh-huh. It feels a little uh-huh. bit like yeah. we just fridged Maya for Jordan's development, and therefore, by proxy, Simon's development. That's the part that I just don't really love. Mm-hmm. You're right. We should just write Simon out of it completely, and then... <laughs> Everything would be fine. I think that's what I was going for. I I like that yes. sometimes it takes us, you know, paddling our little feet around the pond before we get to, before <laughs> I can remember what the fuck I was talking about and get to the point that 
I definitely had before for sure. Yeah, that was beautiful, you guys. <laughs> well said. Uh-huh. Golf clap. You knew I had a rant in me somewhere, <laughs> just deep down. Something's bugging you. You want to complain. Yes. Yes, I do. As you need to. Oh, my God. Where are we? I don't even know. Who is this? Oh, yes. So enough of the depressing. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I'd say this, but I'm relieved to skip over to Clary's point of view. (laughs) Ugh. Just kidding. It's time to do some inadvisable and unsupervised magic shit. (laughs) Clary's at Luke's, and she's got her Stelle. Stelle. Um, and the blanket scrap, uh, that Katerina gave her. So she's ready to do this. Too bad she can't stop thinking about her boyfriend and getting hot and heavy in a filthy alley. Wah. Um, just kidding. She actually loves the bastard and is worried about his safety or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty lame. Like, <laughs> you're 16. Are you sure that's what you're thinking about? Because I don't think it is. She willed herself to concentrate, trying to figure out uh, what the mystery rune she'd created was for. Because magic is a pain in the ass, apparently. Like, I'm going to give you this gift, but you're not going to be able to tell. Like, you're going to be able to create new runes, but you don't know what they're used for. Whoopsie, hope you don't blow yourself up. Right. (laughs) Well, and clearly, there had to have been someone that had this gift, talent, whatever we're calling it, as her. Because where did runes ever come from? The angel wrote them into mm-hmm. the gray book for them. Okay, well, they're shadow hunter <laughs> This is um the, the it just gives me the kind of like like you're saying the blow up thing. Like she got this from Henry. Mm-hmm. This is where the creative inventory stuff is coming from. It's from like Henry, that. right? I like it. He was uh, just a lot more likable. Yeah. What? Yes, that's true. So from what she could gather, the rune would be, like, revealing something. Like, something that was covered up or under the surface. And she didn't know how it was going to help, but Clary's going to Clary. So she said, fuck it, and traced the rune on the blanket with her stele. (laughs) Just chuck it in the bucket. Bucket. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She stared as words unfolded across the cloth. As, an invi- as if an invisible hand was writing them. Property of the ter- Church of Tallow, 232 Riverside Drive. I just read it from the book because I didn't feel like typing all that into the talk. <laughs> you guys, it's a clue. It's a clue. You know what to do. Run off and handle it by yourself. Mm, good plan. <laughs> but first, she's a millennial. Therefore, she Googles. Uh, She finds the address just fine, um, but she doesn't get anything solid on the name of the church. And she has to let somebody know, like, obviously. She couldn't do this by herself, right? But as she's kind of, like, going through, she's like, I I don't want my mom to be involved because, like, the dead babies are triggering her. Um, And that also means that Luke can't be involved because he's with mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And Maris freaks me out. So... (laughs) Well, then she's like, it'll go to the cleave and I'll be cut out. Yeah, and then I won't get to do it. So who am I going to call? We don't know. She texts somebody, and then she's like, I guess they'll meet me there. Might as well do it alone? No. So uh, she goes off to gather her weapons and meet someone. We don't know who. 
It's a mystery. Just can't pass I, it off to the adults that know what they're doing because nope. I want to be involved. I guarantee mm-hmm. it's not her boyfriend who's probably the best, you know, shadow hunter or whatever. Because doesn't he, does he not have a cell phone? I don't know. <laughs> she said she thought about calling him or whatever. Obviously, the clearly the best choice would be Magnus Payne. But I don't know if he's back. Right. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. For Interesting. Sure. Okay, well, we'll find out later because we jump back over to Simon and Jordan and Jordan starts to tell his side of the story um, by saying that he loved Maya. And Mm -hmm. listen, I was really excited to hear about his side of the story, but now you guys got me all fucked up and I don't really care. (laughs) So why don't we just skip my part? No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm i very sorry that we kind of jumped on your toes. And I know we normally don't like to do that. But it just came out. No, it it's was fine. Like word vomit. Totally fine. Yeah. So, um, he, but he started out by telling Simon that he loved her. He felt like it was a really important part of the story. So he and Maya came from this shitty town in New Jersey. She had a particularly hard time in life because her father is black and her mother is white. So, um. And she also had, like, some crazy-ass brother named Daniel that Simon only knew a little bit about. So she and Jordan had met at a record store, and Jordan asked her out. They'd been dating for a little bit and were in, like, puppy dog love when Jordan got – apparently he used to get into a lot of fights, and I just think that's a weird personality trait. Why why is that? Yeah, I used to get in fights all the time, man. Well, clearly there's something wrong with you if people don't like you enough that you're fighting them all the time. Anyway – they're so, writing it in. She's writing it into what she thinks is. Uh huh. Yep. The stereotypical, like it is. Yeah. Yeah. The the angry yeah. poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. From the wrong side Lights of the track. Flashing here. It really. Well, it, well, and also, he's significantly older than her. That's like, exactly what I was just gonna say. Yes. So you didn't love her. You're a creep. Yes. She was like because he's what twenty one or something now, yeah. right? And, and she's, she's like, probably Simon's age, 17, right? We've yeah. What's Maya's age again? Right. Yeah. Well, we don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, it doesn't, t- based on the stuff that he's told us and just what we know about Maya, it doesn't seem like a club would be somewhere that Jordan would go. But, okay. Old so, anyway. Jordan. This, yeah, this, um, this particular fight, he is bitten. And although he thought it was really weird that a dude bit him, um, he just went to the hospital, got stitches and moved on with his life. Like he didn't think anything of it. But after a few weeks, he started to basically have like roid rage and he'd black out all the time. (laughs) He was also becoming more and more paranoid about Maya being interested in other people. So one day he snapped and hit her. And obviously, she's a badass, so she broke up with him immediately because you've been psycho, and now you did this. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And a few days later, he saw her at a party, and again, she was being a boss-ass bitch, and she's grinding up on some dude and having a good time, and he felt like part of it was for his benefit, like she was showing off and trying to show him that she was fine, and unfortunately- of, well, and she might have been, but fuck you. But She's wait, having fun. Get off of it. She fucking exactly. broke up with you. Get over yep. yourself. You're yep. done. You fucked up big time. Big time. No takesies, backsies. 
you get for being a child predator. Yes. yes. Right? Kind, In so yeah. many different ways. <laughs> well, and I know, like, I, I get, like, all up in arms about this kind of thing where, like, the young girl, whatever, and the older guy, it pisses me off just, you know, for obvious reasons. But also, like... I get all like, because I've got a 15-year-old daughter, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I'm like, what was she doing? Da, 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 da. But then I'm like, no, when I was 15, I was doing some wild shit. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get being in that position, and especially and with older guys. And now looking mm-hmm. back on it as a 35-year-old woman, I'm like, the fuck? No. That Preach. was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm very glad my daughter met her boyfriend in high school. Like, they're the same grade. <laughs> that was not my situation when I was her age, so. Nope. Okay, so Kyle Jordan asks, <laughs> doesn't ask, he admits that basically, like, unfortunately for Maya, this was the first full moon since he had been bitten and changed. And... I'm pretty sure that is the way he put it, like, unfortunately for her. And I'm just like, no, brah, unfortunately for you. But I guess it's for both of them. Anyway, this was his first change, um, and it was incredibly painful, and all he could do was howl, which is just like, what? Anyway, (laughs) he's running like a wild person slash wolf, and he saw Maya walking home from that club, and he was like, gotcha, bitch. Also, is this another one of those underage clubs? Because she's still not even 18. So, like, what is going on here? Well, and back then she was, like, 15. Yeah. Why is she at a club making out with dudes? I just... Anyway. I know. I get it. But as a parent, it just... Don't like it. Anyway. So... He bites her. We know that part. And the next day he goes to her house to apologize to her. He's on his way. And some dude from the Praetor Lupus stops him. This guy is um, in charge of Jordan like Jordan is in charge of Simon. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. his assignment. And he totally failed, obviously, since Jordan had already bitten someone. Right. <laughs> So they call it the Wolf Guard, which reminds me of that um, cartoon, Lion's Guard. It's like the Lion King kids. (laughs) The Lion King kids? Yeah. God. Anyway, he assures uh, Jordan that the Wolf Guard will watch over Maya, but he can't go near her anymore. Like, leave her alone. Let her be. We'll make sure that she's okay, but you can't go near her. And so, as his punishment, he was to join the guard and train himself, like, control himself. This very much feels... Are you drawing the same... Because we've started pulling on this thread. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, so he went to prison and is now reformed and found Jesus. Like, is this what this is? Like, this very much feels like a Mark Wahlberg movie. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to add to that. That was perfect. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so I know what you guys are thinking because it's exactly what I was thinking. This was not a coincidence that Jordan was assigned to Simon. They had given him, the Praetor Lupus had given him a bunch of files. And while he was, you know, skimming them, like, why does he get his choice of people? I don't know. But okay. Anyway. 
um, he saw Maya's name in Simon's notes, so he volunteered his tribute. And um, he says that he didn't know that Maya had turned into a person slash wolf until he saw her name. Because apparently it's a big deal when a werewolf, I'm so sorry, a person slash wolf (laughs) and a vampire are dating. Okay, listen, can I take a second to ask a question here? Please do. And you could just be like, you're being annoying and you're picking this apart. But that's kind of what we signed up to do. Yeah. So Simon became a vampire. He was able to go to Alicante. He got kidnapped. He got all this stuff. He came back. He's dating Maya. It took the Prater Lupus that long to assign somebody to him. Right. Right. After it sounds like Kyle had a assignee in the first three weeks, two weeks mm-hmm. after. Like, uh-huh. that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that is. Because maybe well, it's because Simon's he was been in vamping for what? How many weeks has it been since the war? Eight As weeks we know, since you looked said at it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> so, plus the, all the time before when he was a vampire. Mm-hmm. This just seems weird. It seems very, God, what's that word? Plotty? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. yes, I agree with you. And I think they do a little bit of explaining it away when they tell him that, like, when they first, when he first, like, told him about the Praetor Lupus and stuff, he was like, we didn't know if you were going to be a part of the clan or not. Because, like, the vampires can, like, handle their own. But, like, if they right. don't, and then they he ends up, like, with no one kind of watching his back, then they need to step in. Which... Would make sense because Kyle didn't step in until Simon left his mom's house. Mm-hmm. And he was staying in the... Right. It was immediately after right. that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that the person mm-hmm. slash wolves feel like they're kind of like the police in this situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And werewolves and vampires don't get along, right? So it's interesting that they're willing to help these vampires. But... um it's weird that they don't have other vampires in the Praetor Lupus with them or like some sort. I don't. It, it's interesting to me, I guess. I don't know. The- well, it's, I guess the thing for me, it's like he's combing through files to pick. And in that file, it says that mm-hmm. Simon is dating Maya, which would be way before. Like, you'd think that after he came back from Alicante, they would have had a tail on him. Mm-hmm. Like, assigned right. from someone then. Right. Not have waited until they could have established who he was dating and all this other information and then be like, here, pick one, Kyle. Yeah. Slash Jordan. Jordan slash Kyle. But anyway, (sighs) it doesn't matter. Yep. I agree with you. I, we're obviously picking it apart more than it's meant to, but that all is important. So, um, eventually through talking about this, Simon puts two and two together and he's like, Oh, now I get it. This is why you were so pissed at me for being a punk ass bitch to Maya. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. And clearly, Jordan was the person that put the flyer at the police station thing that Maya stays at about the band. And he's like, yeah, dude, that was totally me. And um, he's like, but didn't you think it'd be a big deal when Maya saw you because she fucking hates you because you're a, a terrible person? And Jordan was like, I didn't think she'd hate me that much. Like, I don't hate the guy that turned me. I understand, like, crazy shit happens, bruh. What? No. What? No. What? No. Yeah. No, because what Jordan seems to not understand and recognize, and it feels like he do, he's not really taking accountability for, is that, like, he still 
went after her out of spite and out of revenge. Like, retaliation. Like, yes, he was more, you know, angry and hormonal or whatever because of Mm -hmm. the change. But, like, his intention was still to make her pay. And... He very much, it very much feels like he's, like, come to a point where he's like, well, that's just part of it, and I've grown now. And instead of, like, accepting the fact that, no, 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 part of me wanted to hurt her because she hurt me, and I need to, like, own that. He's like, yeah, I deserved it, but, like, ah, I don't know. It just still feels a little too. Yeah, like he's trying to take ownership, but not really, because clearly he doesn't feel bad about what he did. It's almost like a sidestep. Of like, uh-huh. yes, I feel bad, but like, I'm not going to hold myself to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just um, I'm being sensitive. Listen, it's, I have two things to say. One of it's kind of like, it's almost like the difference between him saying, I'm sorry I did that to you and I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's for that. But how old are you and how long has it been since you had your dramatic crappy breakup and how much do you still fucking hate that person Mm -hmm. yes 20 Mm -hmm. years i still Mm -hmm. fucking hate you fucking hate you that's the difference he then and simon says it like you weren't in love with the guy that turned you like yep you fucked her over like there's deeper than that than just oh yeah some guy bit me right you know it was (laughs) like you were supposed to like you guys were quote unquote in love like that's Mm -hmm. a big deal bro well, and she didn't do anything wrong. He was fighting with this guy and got bit. So his actions were part of the con. Like, you know, he. The, he right. He was fighting. He might not have been and, you if you weren't fighting him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you stopped Maya at home and mm-hmm. murdered her in a fucking park. <laughs> or, yes. Or tr- uh-huh. Tried to murder her in, in a cold blood. Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then left. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He just and then when you like did get beach. better, you didn't. You trusted them to go and make sure she was okay. And guess what? No one ever made sure she was okay. Right. They might have kept Why, an eye on her. How were they watching her? Like, to make sure she didn't bite someone else, but they didn't make sure that she got to they where she needed to be. They didn't step in. They let yeah. her fucking mm-hmm. roam the streets and find her pack Struggle. on her own. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you'd think that he would be able to, like, if he became part of the Praetor Lupus, like, ask who had her case. Mm-hmm. And just uh-huh. like, is she okay? How's she doing emotionally? How's she whatever? And he was just like, no. Well, he didn't know that she turned. How did he not know that? Right. Or at least look into it. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the part. That's the part. Because you'd feel like if he would have really done all, like grown as much as he's kind of presenting himself to have grown, then he would have said, I, I respect your rules, Praetor Lupus, but I need to go make sure she's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that's the full circle of healing, right? Which mm-hmm. may be what he's doing in, or attempting to do in this part by taking Simon's case and whatever. But, like, it kind of feels like he's trying to, like, take credit for a step he hasn't taken yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He didn't even try to look her up on Demon's face. Like, none of that. <laughs> I like, I like Robin's take, though, about the, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I did that to you versus I'm sorry that happened to you. God, that's a disgusting, people are gross. Okay, you guys, Jordan, Jordan was saved by the bell. 
And it's an actual doorbell, not the buzzer to get you into the building, but the bell at your door. Mm-hmm. And so the boys are like, uh, are you expecting someone? No. Are you expecting someone? No. So they answer it together, the door. <laughs> like <laughs> the odd couple. Cute. I don't know. Yeah. And um, there's no one there, but there is a folded up note on the mat that says, Simon Lewis, we have your girlfriend. You must come to 232 Riverside Drive today. Be there before dark or we will cut her throat. And I'm like, listen, dark is not a specific time. Please tell me. Is that 9 p.m. or is it 7 p.m.? Is it when it's like really dark or like sunset? I don't know. Dusk or dark. Exactly. How did you know Uh when I would get this note? Are you talking about when the streetlights come on? Because that's the way my mom said. Yes. That's how I was raised. So I don't know. I don't um, know how you were raised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead of focusing on what time to be there, they kind of start like trying to figure out who they're talking about, which is mm. so funny. I don't know. Like Simon thinks it's a joke, like a play on which girlfriend, you know, like, <laughs> you totally suck. Ha ha sort of joke. But Jordan insists that Simon calls Maya to make sure that she's OK. And for some reason, she answers. And he asks if she's okay. So, of course, she thinks that he means about their relationship. She's like, brah, I'm fine. I didn't think we were that serious. It's no big deal. Whatever. And he's like, no, but are you, like, are you okay? And to me, it's like, if she was being held captive, I don't think that she would go into this, I'm fine. We weren't that big of a deal whole conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think you would notice Anyway, she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know. Is this like about Jordan or something? I saw you guys together. I know your friends. That's weird. Why don't you both fucking stay away from me? Bye. And she hangs up because this is getting too weird for her. So he's like, okay, cool. She's fine. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Call her back, you know? Right. So then he calls Izzy and she answers too. And I'm like, I don't fucking understand these girls. I thought you were millennials. No one answers the phone. No one. Yes. But in 2008, we did. When we had Razor phones. Not me. Not me. No. <laughs> and I also like the fact that he called Izzy twice. And like, she's like, who is this? Like, he deleted her. Like, she deleted yeah, her. That's what I was wondering, too. I was like, did he call from another phone? That's no, a good she point. she just deleted him from the My thing. She was bitch. like, fuck you. Yeah. My. That's funny. Oh, Honestly, that's though, I think, I don't think she actually did. I think she wants him to think she did. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when you change the nut because you don't want to delete it and accidentally answer it. So you change their name to like, fuck you. Or like, or, like my friend when we were younger, she she had her mom's name in there as you're fucked because if her mom was calling, she got caught sneaking out. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. OK, anyway, <sighs> Izzy, he asks Izzy again, is she OK? And she thought the same relationship question. She's like, listen, Simon, you are not all that and a bag of chips. OK, I'm fine. And no, she has not been kidnapped because he asks. <laughs> so like, you're fine. You haven't been kidnapped or anything. And she's like, no, I'm, fi- I'm fine. Bye. Anyway, so they can't make sense of this note. And so Simon decides to make one more call. And Jordan needs to know who it is. He's like, who are you calling? What are you doing? Wh- who, who, who are you calling? I want to know too. So tell us, Robin. Tell us. Who is okay. it? Okay. Clary's phone rings, mm-hmm. and I'm going to assume it's the Kim Possible, like, dun-dun-dun-dun sound. That's her ringtone, okay? Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm so into it. I wish that was my ringtone. Anyway, she answers it. It's Simon. He's like, 
you're okay. No one tried to kidnap you or anything. And she, of course, thinks that he's pulling some weird joke all, like, because she's, like, looking for the building. And, like, she's not driving, so she doesn't need to turn the radio down, but she has to focus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Simon tells her, like, someone left a note saying that they kidnapped my girlfriend. And for whatever reason, Clary doesn't ask for the whole tea. Like, excuse me, if one of you called me saying there was a creepy note, I would want you to read it. I would need you to send me pictures. And I know camera phones weren't, like, as popular back then. But, like, it's insane that he didn't just divulge the whole note. Okay? But maybe she's distracted with trying to find the building and so she doesn't care about his shit. But I agree. I would. He should have just read her the fucking note. Yeah. I don't know. We're bound by the foul temptress known as plot again. Okay? Just read me it. Read Mm -hmm. me what it says. And then they could be like, oh, my God. I'm right here. Okay? doesn't happen. Well, especially because she's, like, counting out loud, right? Trying to find the address. I really thought they were going to put it together. I think okay. that was in her head. In her brain. Okay. I thought it was her internal monologue doing that. And she was just... But I just, like... It's weird that he's talking about a, a note about kidnapping and all this stuff. And he doesn't... Anyway, Simon doesn't divulge the whole note. Okay? He does not read the note to her. But he does let her know that Izzy and Maya found out about each other yesterday. And Clary is distracted because um, she's trying to find the address or whatever. And um, she asks him if he thinks, like, she's like, oh, do you think one of them left it, like, as a joke? What? No. Right. No, he doesn't think that. That fucking seems weird. very out of character for both of them. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And um, he, like, says no, he doesn't think that Maya or Izzy would do it. But he asks her if she thinks it's something Jace would do. And damn it if Simon isn't acting like a total fuckhead, okay? Seriously? There are people following you for days trying to MDK you. And now there's a serial killer now? Like, take this seriously, please. Oh like, God, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You are so dumb. Like, I just... Maybe his brain is mush after staying up late and him having this talk with Jordan slash Kyle. But you would think like, that he'd be more like snap, like faster, putting things together faster because he got human blood. Well, I think that that did fizzle out. I guess. But, like, but he's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. They're, like somebody is actively trying to kill you mm-hmm. and you get a creepy note. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, <laughs> Clary doesn't have time for this conversation. Um, like, she, or his, like, investigation discovery. Like, she's found the building. She's gots to gots to go. And she's like, I'll just have to talk to you later. Because it seems like they're all, again, like, it's a joke. Ha ha, funny. Someone left it. Blah, blah, blah. No. Anyway, that's it. We're, we're, we pop back over to Simon. Ugh. It's so that was dumb. in Clary's. But huh? that's, like, so dumb. She was looking for someone to come with her. Why wouldn't she want her vampire best friend who is unkillable to come with her? Uh, dude... Yep. I don't know. You created a perfect weapon, Clary. Use <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time we were screaming at Tessa, just change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mm. God. Anyway, Simon is having this conversation with Jordan. 
And, and they're trying to kind of like decipher if this really is a joke or not. And I'm not going to bring it up again. Just see rant above. Okay. Like, <laughs> we already just talked about it, but I'm just. Anyway, Jordan isn't convinced that it's a joke. He's like, that'd be a pretty fucked up joke, bro. Um, and just to be safe. For literally no other reason, he should probably spend the day stalking his ex-girlfriend because buddy system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, <sighs> I just can't, mm-hmm. okay? Like, I, I was going to let it go, but I can't let it go. Why didn't Simon actually explain to Izzy and Maya about the note so that they're on guard, okay? Right. Like, you have, Maya is a person slash wolf batty ass fucking bitch Mm -hmm. she should know that she needs to watch her back because maybe you don't know they dropped the killers dropped a note off at simon and they're like i don't know if he's out to breakfast but let's drop the note off and then let's go kidnap his girlfriend yeah logistically this makes the most sense i'm already on this side they were coming exactly (laughs) and we already know someone's out there murdering people Uh and trying to murder simon and now and we know someone's could... out there trying to kill Simon. Yeah, like, I feel like there's enough threat that, like, the threat mm-hmm. level has been raised all around. Everyone should be on alert. So if you hear, if you see something, say something. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yes, send a picture or... of this note in a group text. Yes. Or even when he's on the phone with Izzy, he's like, so you haven't been kidnapped? And she says something, and she'd be like, look, I'm not, like, because she's like, oh, Nike's, like, what a weird fucking excuse. This is paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... What a weird excuse to try to talk to me. And then he should just be like, no, bro, I got this note. I'm worried about you. Be on the lookout. Be on your guard. Bolo. Yeah. What did you say? Bolo. Be on the the lookout. I, my head heard bully. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like this, this shadow hunter Osha is going to come in. Anyway. I like that. Anyway. I will stop ranting. It was it's just a good day to be angry. <laughs> so I I did this on my text, so I didn't know what I was trying to say. And anyway, their to stalk or not to stalk conversation gets interrupted by another doorbell, not a buzzer. And Jordan like gets a coat rack to defend themselves before opening up the door to see Jace on the stoop. And Jace is just like, WTF, mate. But Simon tells him that they've had a stressful morning. And don't you know, Jace is just there to add another double shot of cortisol <laughs> to the day because the conclave wants to speak to Simon on the ASAP. They don't like to be kept waiting. Of course not. So he's, you coming with me now down to the station. Mm. And then we join back with Clary and uh, she's making her way into the church and the vibe is just, like, off, okay? Uh, this place is very industrial. Not at all like you'd picture a typical church. There's no windows. There's no crosses. There's no, like, church paraphernalia. And the rabble of New York City seems to have been, like, snuffed out with the door being closed. Mm. It's creepy. That's never a good thing. And she... I know. When, when, I know. when something's dilapidated, dilapidated or abandoned or something but it also feels like too secure like i should be able to hear what's going on outside because this i don't this is well, especially in this circumstance yeah it's like and stepping why into did another you world text for backup and then not wait for the fucking backup to get there amen 
that's every police show I've ever watched ever. <laughs> yep. If you're going to call them, why not wait for them? I know. They come can on, come find it? your dead body. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's like walking through. She makes her way up to the altar. And there's an owl statue and a stone tablet. And there is writing on it, which reads, uh, quote, for her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again. Neither take they hold of the paths of life. Okay. And Clary reads it and she's like, hmm, I'm no theology major, but this doesn't sound very Bible-y. <laughs> and uh, listen, okay, I am lazy as well. So I copied the text from my Kindle uh-huh. and did a Google search so then I could copy and paste it into the doc. Nice. And apparently it actually is from the Bible. Oh. So that's what the search results on Google were leading me to believe, but I didn't open up or really go into it, but I was just like, mm. no, okay. So instead of noping the fuck right out of there, like she should, uh-huh. she decides to take a look in a book, <laughs> except there's no rainbow and there's no LeVar Burton, just some shaky words written in an unknown language and a dagger etched with occult symbols used as a bookmark. All things good. All things good. And it just really sounds promising. She's really liking it. So much so that she chooses to delve further into the book. And what Clary finds is like the this program contains disturbing material. Viewer discretion. <laughs> the okay. So it's some inked drawings of a summoning circle, followed by the progression of a pregnancy <laughs> ending in a child like Jonathan. Okay, mm-hmm. it just, it's, I don't want to get too into detail, but like, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. And now is about the time that Clary's fuck this since starts tingling. So she decides now will be the good time to go outside and wait for backup. <laughs> I should have waited. I gotta go. And before Clary can GTFO, she hears a noise from above and looks up to see a horde of tracksuit <laughs> bandit baddies looking all ominous and shit. Okay. And she does what I could only picture as an awkward, like, exit stage right. And she's like, sorry, I can see you're busy. I'll see myself out. And she starts to leave. And I'm picturing, like, you know, the robot arms with straight hands. And she's, like, doing exaggerated mechanical movements. Why, you ask? Because that's what I would do. She's doing a little dance out to the door. Okay. And it's not long before a familiar smell of rotting garbage fills her nose and a demon rises up to block her path. Mm. And Clary thinks about how she's been training to hunt shadows, but as it is there looming in front of her, all she can do is scream. And I was just like, that line is the most real Mm -hmm. Uh thing that has happened Mm -hmm. in this entire fucking chapter. Yes. Yes. Was not prepared. (laughs) Fuck. No shit. Just like, oh what are we God. doing? What are we doing, Clary? Yes. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I really don't I remember don't who she texts, so I'm super excited for next week. <laughs> I know, me either. It's awesome. I, remember, I have. Um, it's been literally it. years since I've read. Yeah. But I have my idea. But I, I feel like if I say it, 
Mm -hmm. then it won't be genuine because I've actually have read it before, but I don't. Anyway, Uh I don't know. Oh my gosh. Make sure, you guys, chapter 11, okay? And not like restructuring because you're going out of business. Okay. It's all time for next week's episode. Dude. Thank you for clarifying. It took me too long to get it at home. Those are dad jokes. That was a really good dad joke. Oh my gosh. All right, you guys. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>